Hello, welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about video games that give us choices. I'm Nora, I'm joined by Molly. Hi! Uh, we played Disco Elysium this month. We sure did. We finally did it. We finally did it. Uh, some of us played lots of video games this month. Molly, what did you play this month? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I hacked my 3DS because I saw Autumn's hacked 3DS and I was like, shit. Craig, you motherfucker. <laughs> Craig, you motherfucker. Piece of shit. I hate this robot. Anyway, um, <laughs> I hacked my 3DS because Autumn did. Um, and I was like, that seems cool. So um, I beat Shining Soul 2, uh, which is one of my favorite Game Boy Advance games. Um, just a fun little brawler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I uh, have been playing a lot of Story of Seasons, uh, Friends of Olive Town. Um, which is the newest Story of Seasons farm game. Uh, I love farming. I love farming video games. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lovely time. Love those big cows. Those big cows are something. They're so big. You're gonna make some very nice steaks. Big mans. You can't kill them in Story of Seasons. They have, they only make milk. Hmm. You don't get steak. That's, that's probably why pigs aren't in the game, because they don't really produce... (laughs) Thing hey, you know, not interested in pig milk? No, they well, Nora, have you had? <laughs> I'm not even. We're not even doing this. I'm not talking about pig milk. <laughs> um, I started playing Legends of the Ocarina of Time, uh, because it's on the 3ds. Um, that game's so good. I don't know. I beat two dungeons, and I was like, yeah, this is Ocarina of Time still. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to play Picross. Uh, and that's fun. I uh, played Apex Legends. Oh yeah, very excited about the new season. Excited of Excited for Legends. a new season of Apex Legends. That's right. The new girl looks very cute. Um, that's true. She flies. She flies. <gasps> they fly now. They fly now. Um, let me Damn. see if I forgot anything. I'm gonna look at my list real quick. Um, no, Monster Hunter had just come out when we did our last episode. I have otherwise been playing a little bit of Pokemon Heart Gold. Um, it's, again, that one, that one's Pokemon. You know what it is. I don't know. I don't have anything meaningful to say about any of those games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I might boot up Stardew Valley when we're done here, because uh, I haven't played that game since launch, uh, and I'm curious to see what it is now. There's yeah. been a lot of updates. A lot of big updates Every, to that game. All I can think about when I think about Stardew Valley is that article about... About the, the jerk-off schedule for the guys. Yeah. yeah. The jerk-off schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I just don't think <clears throat> about that, personally. I don't unless somebody brings up Stardew Valley. I just don't like that it's the first thing you think of when somebody brings up Stardew Valley. I've never played it. Yeah. All right. Well, so what other what other games have you played, Nora, if any? Oh boy. I played so many games and I forgot a lot of them. They're all wizardries. Um, I did play a lot of wizardry this month. Uh some of them I just dipped my toes into. Wizardry six on the SNES, not very good. Also the translation patch that I was using is pretty buggy. Um I played Castlevania two, Simon's Quest. How was that? That was great. Can't believe you've ruined it. Autumn wanted us to play that for the podcast. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But, um, <clears throat> no, that that's just a good action RPG. 
It's just fun. Um, the scale of what the leveling is is very condensed, I guess, or like is small. Yeah. Uh, I did grinding up to a point, and it was like totally fine. It was pretty painless um, to like, once I knew how the XP worked, mm-hmm. which is. Oh, right, the little items you gotta pick up. Yeah, it's the hearts. You get XP from picking up hearts. Um, but also, each level has a zone that you can get XP from. So, like, once you're level 2, once you start at level 0. Once you get to level 1, the stuff at the very beginning of the game doesn't give you XP. You have to progress through the world in order yeah. to get more XP. Um, and knowing, like, through a guide where to go and how to, like, be able to get levels meant that that game was, like pretty painless as far as like like that is not a, a demanding game sure the the puzzles the like not puzzles like the tricks it pulls on you in its dungeons it's just the one which is sometimes blocks are in, invisible or the other way around the holes are sometimes invisible sure um not a very demanding game in terms of like execution at all like the bosses are super easy the final boss you don't even have to do anything except toss the sacred flame item on it um you know eat shit dracula eat shit dracula i brought you back to life so you could eat shit again yeah haha um it's really just a like outside of the not knowing what to do or where to go aspect which i countered with a new translation and a guide it was really just kind of an easy action RPG with some very, like, satisfying progression. It felt good to, like, oh, now I have the new whip, and now I'm I'm killing way faster. Sure. I played a lot of Elmenage, Elmenage Gothic. It's a uh-huh. wizardry-like... Um, Lots more. Weird that title didn't catch on. Wizardry. Yeah, no, no. It was a PSP <laughs> game, and I'm playing the Steam version. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 technically playing the GOG version. because uh, that's what I torrented, and it was fun. It's a little more complicated than Wizardry. It has lots of moving parts in regards to like. The alchemist class has a whole alchemy thing, and there's, like, mining and forging and stuff. and Sure. A little too many pieces. But, uh, and the, the, the scale is a little different in terms of numbers, but it was fun. Um, I enjoy these types of games, even though I haven't finished any of them. I've just put, like, like, I put eight hours into Elman Age Gothic, um, more than I can say for plenty of other things that I've, I've like, dipped my toes into. Yeah. Uh, I started Etrian Odyssey Untold the other day, and I like that game a lot. It's really neat. A uh, little weird in terms of difficulty, because I'm, like, I've mapped the first two floors of the first dungeon, and, like, most of the enemies I'm fighting give me fucking nothing for XP, but also, they're not easy enough for me to just grind. Uh, so there's like a really weird balance going on there that I don't 
I don't know how to like move past. But yeah. the enemies on the third floor seem pretty rough. So we'll see how that goes. I think that's a pretty cute game. Uh, the story that they added, such that it is, is fine. It's it's mostly nothing so far. Um, but I like the style. Sure. I'm, you know, I'm not emulating, I mean, I'm emulating it, but I'm emulating it on a, a hacked 2DS. So I'm using the touch screen, which is fun. Uh, it works. Uh... Yeah, that one's the vibes are good on that one. Um, what else did I do? I played Yeast, the first Yeast game. Yeast. I did not like it. Uh, at first, it was interesting. The you you fight enemies by touching them, but only from like weird angles or from behind, and it's like a top-down like Zelda-style looking game. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. It's it gates its progression so intensely by XP and by equipment. There are enemies that you just can't touch if you are either too low a level or don't have the right equipment. There's like three swords, four swords in the game, maybe, mm-hmm. and like three or four sets of armor and three or four set shields. The problem with that is that... So there's only three dungeons in the game. And there's only four bosses. And so I fucking got slaughtered by the first boss, so I did some grinding. You can only go up to level 10. And there's only the four tiers of equipment. So... I maxed everything out. And... The first two bosses were easy. They died in one hit, and then in, like, two or three. Uh, which means about, like, three seconds, because you just bump into them. Uh, sure. Third boss is a vampire, and he splits into a bunch of bats that follow you around, and you have to avoid the bats because touching them hurts you, and then you have to wait for them to reform and then try to hit him, but then half the time or more, he'll just, like, appear and then immediately disappear, and you'll get hit by the bats instead. Um, and it sucked ass because it stopped being an RPG and it became a weird, wonky action game that wasn't that fun to play. Um, well, that's a shame. Yeah. And I finally, finally hit him once and I realized, oh shit, I have to hit him like 20 times. <laughs> uh, so I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't You're finish like, oh, that. Boy. The vibes were fun though. Like I had a good time with the other parts of like just mindlessly killing things while listening to a podcast. Yeah. Um, is that all? I feel like I played so many video games this month. I was just all over the place. I couldn't I think tell that's you. everything. You gotta tell me. That's the pod. That's the pod. This is the pod. This is the pod. It's now time to talk about Disco Elysium.
Yeah. What is Disco Elysium, you're asking? No one's asking. Everybody already knows. Everybody already knows? I feel like they do. On this podcast network. Yeah, that's true. It's a it's a detective game. Yeah, it is a what is what is it called? Okay, Wikipedia just says a role playing game. It's a role playing game. CRPG. I don't know what a CRPG is. Computer role playing game. I don't know. I thought it was classic RPG. I don't think so. Regardless, it is an isometric RPG in which you play as a nameless at the start cop, recovering from a hell of a night. As you wake up in a trashed hotel room. Uh, and you don't remember the world or your name or what you're doing. And you have to piece all those things together. While also solving the case that you are here to solve. Which is the murder of a guy who is hanging in a tree. He was a... It has been... Mm-hmm. Hmm? God. He's been hanging there for like four days? A week. No, a full a ass week. week. A whole ass week. Um, and not everything is as it seems in this small town. It's not really a small town. It's not it a is, small town. You just like work off of like two streets. Yeah. It's just a district that neither of the two nearby police stations want to actually police. Yeah. <clears throat> So, Martinez is a city that uh, was the site of, I guess, the last battle of a failed revolution. And there, it is still in ruins. There is still, like, artifacts of that conflict that was 50 years ago, 45 to 50 years ago. Um, they're just littered all over the place. There's craters in the ground. There's bunkers. There's bullets still. everywhere. There's bullet holes, you know, just in the buildings. And you have to, um, piece together what's going on here. And helping you is your new buddy, Kim Kitsuragi. That's him. He's from the other police station that's nearby. And... Uh, you, I'm not good at summaries, huh? You're fine. Uh, you investigate people. There's, uh, I'm not good at summaries. (laughs) Uh, basically there's a strike happening in Martinez. Yes. And things are getting heated. And the company, what pines? What is it? Wild pines? I believe it's wild pines. Yes. Sent in a squad of like PMC guys to like smooth over the strike. One of those guys is the guy who was murdered. And now your like timetable is the rest of that squad is going to want revenge soon. And they're going to fucking, like, take that from this town. And specifically on the union members. Yes. Because the union, the, I guess, uh, the, like, the union's muscle 
basically, is this team called Har- the Hardy Boys, the led Hardy by Boys. Titus Hardy. That's right. And they have publicly admitted to collectively hanging this guy. Yes. So that's gonna that's gonna boil over. <clears throat> uh, the thing that you find out after you are able to uh, investigate the body is that he was actually shot and not hanged. And that the hanging was a cover-up for having been shot. And... You talk to Titus a lot, and then you talk to Classier a lot, Mm -hmm. who is the girl who... The story goes that they killed this guy because he assaulted this woman. And you talk to them for a bit, and she's like, no, that didn't happen, actually. Uh, we were actually very close. Kind of, as, like, you know, not super, super close, but intimate. Um, she's been here about four months. Yeah. And so you have to figure out, well, shit, who shot him then? Did someone really shoot? I mean, did someone really shoot? You, you know that he got shot, but like, could she who have was shot it? him? Where from? Where from? Who did it? Uh, and then you run out of time before you can answer all those questions. Yep. And you have to deal with the uh, the PMC death squad. And you deal with it as well as you can, however your playthrough is going. Hopefully you don't lose your partner. <laughs> but it's possible. Oh no! Uh, Autumn tells me that if Kim dies, your partner for the rest of the game is Kuno. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I remember that now. Kuno is a child who has been standing outside throwing rocks at the hanging body for like three days before you start talking to him. Yes. He also does a lot of drugs and knows yes. everything. And knows uh, every cuss word. shit. He also calls you a slur. He does call you a slur. Um, anyway, that's not important. I it's really not. To, I didn't talk to Kuno very much in my playthrough. Um, anyway, you, you're on like, you, you lose a couple days because you're recovering from the a whole wound. situation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Classier, as you have interrogated her, you find out she's on the run. And she, uh, if you arrest her, she will die. Because the people looking for her have, like, it is the government that your, uh, militia, I guess. The Revachal Citizens Militia. Yes. Um, that you answer to, basically. Like, the higher, higher ups are out for her in a way that if her name enters the database, she will be disappeared. I did not arrest her. I don't know what, how you played it, but I didn't do it. Um, so she skips town, leaving behind some strings in her old room of the trajectory of the bullet that killed the guy. Mm-hmm. And you trace this back to a little island just away from the main town. 
And <clears throat> when you go there, you find a deserter from the revolution who has been living just outside of town for 44 years or so. Yep. Who shot the guy because he didn't like had, the cut of his jib. He didn't like him. And he had this like fixation on this girl as well. Um, and then after that all plays out, you see a big bug and you find out that the old man's like emotional flare that led to him killing the guy is partially due to a weird neuro neurotoxin neurotoxin pheromone situation that this mm-hmm. this this like psychic stick bug is giving off but only a little bit so you have to be around it for a long time for it to have an effect and it um, turns out if you hang out around it for 45 years you get mad and horny yep yeah. uh, anyway you either take a picture of it or you don't uh, depending on how your game is going uh, and then you report all the things you did to your old partner from the force who's here with like some of their guys as like kind of an intervention to see like how badly did you fuck up also and is your brain you gone get... forever <laughs> yeah and then you get in the car and drive away and it says disco elysium on the screen that's it that's disco elysium uh that's the main story. Yeah. And there's, there's all kinds of other... side stuff we could talk about. Yeah. There's side stuff. Uh, I guess, like... Where do we want to, like... Where do we want to direct our focus first? Because there's several points of... Uh, not even necessarily choice, uh, but branches in the main plot that we could talk about. Nora. Yeah. How'd you get that body out of that dang tree? Uh, I... What? I need your help. What's... Okay. I'll be right back. Mm Mm-hmm. So what I did was I had Measurehead take it out of the tree by brute force. I think he snapped that limb off the tree. That would make sense. Uh, And I got him to do that by opening a door and leaving a door open that... Uh, Everard Clare, the leader of the Union, told me to. He has a bunch of stuff on you. He knows who you are. He says he knows how to get your gun back. By the way, you lost your badge and your gun in addition to uh, forgetting who you are. Um, he says he'll help you out if you do some scheming for him. And that involves opening a door. Yep. And then getting some signatures for a new housing thing. I forged forged the second one. You only forged one of them? Mm Mm-hmm. Coward. I didn't know until after the first one. (laughs) Yeah, you could just interact with it and do it. Yeah, I was just talking to the MILF, and she was like, oh, that's my name. And then I was like, well, here, sign the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah... How did you get past Measurehead the first time? Or how did you get into the into the into the 
the harbor area. Well, this time I beat the shit out of Measurehead. Oh, I also did that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I beat the fuck out of him. Uh, uh, you passed a lot of roles in your in your game uh, playthrough, right? Yeah, I've played this before, uh, and I played it legitimately before when Abnormal Mapping covered this game. Uh, so I went ahead and just um, I, I upped all my stats to twenty this time. <laughs> Great way to play this game. Highly recommended. Yeah. Did you fail anything? You can, because you could still roll two ones. Mm-hmm. And I think i did on something but i can't remember what it was but it was a red it was a red check (laughs) so there's two types of checks the white checks lock after you fail them and you can unlock them by putting a point into the skill that that is used for that role or sometimes by talking to somebody or advancing a a plot point or something Uh, and then there's red checks which you don't get to redo and those are like more important things generally yeah uh, yeah, I also beat the shit out of him. I re-rolled a bunch of stuff in this game. Little saves because, coming? Huh? Little saves coming, or? Yeah, little saves coming. Because, um, the way the game works, and I didn't really realize the intent behind this until the, after I finished it, but when you fail a roll, like... To progress in the plot, you have to make rolls, and you have to succeed at those rolls. And if you yeah. don't succeed, then they get locked, and then you have to like go do other stuff. Um, and I didn't want to do that. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to spend a point on like whatever skill so that I could talk to Kuno better. They're free. I didn't want to, d- huh? It's free. It's not free. The skill points, they're pretty easy to come by. Yeah, well. Nevertheless. Oh, okay. Uh, when I was, like, trying to finish this game, I was trying to finish the game. So I was like, I'm going to investigate the murder that we're here for. Um, so there were a couple times where I was like, I'm just going to re-roll this because I don't want to, like, go off and, like, spend an hour doing other stuff. I just want to progress in the game. Because uh, it feels important to do. Mm-hmm. But there were certain points where like, there was a certain point in the game where I was like, okay, I'm just going to accept that this is how this happened. And that is everything from under the Feld building on. I basically... I only re-rolled stuff because the game crashed during the ending. <laughs> So, yeah. not the ending ending. It was during not the firefight. Not even the ending. It was during the firefight. <laughs> when it you sure set felt up the like climax, the I was like, it, oh. It sure felt like the ending. It was more of a climax than what happens afterwards. So. I thought you were at the I thought you were at the deserter when you said that. Uh, and then you were like, yeah, no, I'm just at the... Um, uh, whatever you call it. The, um, the shootout. And I was like, oh, so you still have a ways to go. I didn't know how much I had left, and I stayed up way too late last night doing it. <laughs> you sure did. Uh, but yeah, uh, everything from confronting Ruby on, I just accepted that that's what happened. I I let him not have a cool thing to say on his date, uh, etc. What? You you can go on a date. Yeah, I did that. 
And there's a red check in there to, like, say something cool or Uh-oh. poetic about the sun. And I was like, maybe Harry's just not that guy, actually. Nah, I was like, that's corny. But, um, yeah. You, the, the early part of the investigation is about tracking down the eighth Hardy Boy, who is, as you find out, also operating some drug trafficking operations, operating operations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, through the harbor and is also like a truck driver. And this was like a, a, the bulk of the game, I felt like. Is, is finding out about Ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, how did your confrontation with her go? Uh, this time, not great. Uh, she did yeah. kill herself. She Yeah, she did that for me. I went um, and I, after when I Googled it, I was like, I don't remember this last time. And she can live. I, I don't know what I did wrong, but yeah, she, she, uh, she shot herself before. Yeah, um, I destroyed her machine, and then she was like, well, okay, and then that happened, and I was just like, uh. oh, yeah, it must be because I destroyed the machine, because I don't think I could the first time I played, so I think she just got away. I think that being given a rhetoric role to prevent that is kind of fucked up. I'm not a fan of that. Um, that's a whole other can of worms, you know. What would you rather it be? I just, it feels weird to say you can definitely, like, talk through this kind of situation if you just know the right words to say. It just, it feels weird, you know. I guess? No, I'm not following you down this road. No, I don't, I I don't understand this. Okay. Yeah. But, um, and then it was like, well, I guess that happened. I don't, I didn't learn anything, really. I got her journal. Yeah, you get her so, journal. So basically, all we learned was like, well, she didn't do it. Yeah, and then you find out that Clausier definitely lied a lot, a lot, a lot to you. <laughs> uh, Which is fine. That's what she does. Yeah, that's what she does. She's a spy. She's literally a spy. Yeah. Uh, and then you... So, the thing about this is that you can't get to Ruby at first, because... So, she's underneath the Feld building. And at the Feld building, there's, like, a mural you can look at, and you can listen to the wind, and you, like, wait for your intuition to tell you where she's hiding. And it's a 20 check. You have to roll a 20 to succeed it. Yeah. Uh, in this game, you roll 2d6, and then you add whatever your skill is. So in this it's, case, it's shivers. Yes. So it's impossible. And even if you have, like, really good stats, it's pretty low chance. You get bonuses to that roll by doing side quests in that area. And so the intent is you hit a wall. Like, the way it's phrased even on the objective is, like, Search the coast. If you, like, return to this mural to listen to the wind, like, if you feel lost or feel like you don't know what to do. So, basically, that's just, like, here's a gate. 
go explore and do some side quests and come back later to progress the main plot after you've like seen more of the game like we're we're putting yeah. a stop on your progression until you've seen more of the stuff in the game um i found that a little frustrating because you know I already felt like I was taking too long to finish the game for this podcast. So I was like, <laughs> this is, a, <laughs> you this know. sounds like a Nora problem. I don't know. No, it's a Nora problem. Well, anyway, I'm just here to talk about my experience playing the game. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it was a little frustrating. But the side quests I ended up doing were mostly pretty good i think that my favorite part of the game was the talking to the kids and turning the old church into a nightclub yes it's the best quest of the game well no it's not the best quest of the game it's my it's probably my favorite quest in the game um Mm -hmm. but yeah did you um did you figure out what the what the thing was yep yeah they want to do drugs make drugs no not that thing that doesn't matter at all what? Did you what help you the programmer lady? Yeah. Did you find the fucking hole in the world? Yeah, she tells you about it, but, okay. you know. I didn't make the super hard check to know why there was a hole in the world or what that means. Okay. Because it's a super hard check. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I did that set of quests and, like, met the crab man. The crab man's great. He's chill. Yeah. He's just chilling. He's big chilling. Big chilling. He's just hanging out and praying a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's praying to the pale. You know, no biggie. No biggie. What's the pale? Great question. Anyway, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the end of the world, Nora. It's like the it's it is nothingness that is eating the world. Okay. Did you? <laughs> that seems important. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Did you get the reality lowdown from the lady on the boat? No. Okay. So the pale <laughs> is, um, it is currently like between cities, um, and you can travel through it, but it'll fuck you up. Um, mm-hmm. and there are like, you know, the thing that they use on you, uh, that Ruby uses that machine. Yeah. Did she explain to you what it was? Yeah. It just, like, shoots the pail at you. No. Right? No. It forces the pail to, like, recede. By, like, forcing information into an area where there would otherwise be nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. And makes the pail recede. Okay. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, That's neat. The hole in the world is suggested to just be like this 0.4 millimeter spot where there's nothing and it's where the pail comes out of. Um, and the suggestion that you can come to is finding that um, that like this church was built around it, whether or not the people who built the church knew that it was there, but they built it there because of the, the thing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's fucking cool. No, I didn't I didn't get any of that. It's fucking cool. It's cool. I had my own interpretation of what the setting was that I guess was just not correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh just based on the context and like what how people talked about stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. 
I also made that music better. Made what music better? Egghead's music. How'd you do that? I used the weird noise that Suna found in the experiment. Yes. So they loved me for that. Yeah, they love that. Well, that's uh, nice. You help the kids, you know? Yeah. I, I think that um, Acel, her, yeah. the, the, the girl on the yes. ice recording stuff, I think the in- interactions with her were really nice. They were really nice. I, I like that character a lot. That's That was my favorite moment of like connecting with these like punk kids. And yes. trying to keep them from becoming drug dealers. Yes. It's hard to be an entrepreneur, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that was like my favorite part of the game. For sure. Um, so do you want to talk about the shootout next? Or do you want to talk no, about like any other... No, we're not even done other... with side stuff. Okay, tell me more <laughs> side things. Have you done other side stuff? What other side stuff did you do? Uh, did you find a dead body on the boardwalk? I did not. Oh my god! Told me about this. I didn't find it. No. And you didn't do the cryptozoologists. No, I didn't get a quest. I talked to him, but I did. You talk to the lady who told you to go find her husband. I did not find a lady who told me to go. It was the lady in the wheelchair. Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't. Every time I talked to a random person, I just got, like, one of those, like, little lines in the world. I didn't get a dialogue box, so I just assumed most of them weren't, like, quote-unquote real people, you know? Sure. After the third person I clicked, who just gave me, like, a one-off, like, not voiced, just a little line, like, like inspecting an object in the world, I was like, oh, okay. But she doesn't do that if you click her. Well, I didn't click her. I clicked three other people. (laughs) My god. (laughs) Okay. Um, so okay. tell me about this body. <laughs> you find a dead body on the boardwalk, uh, mm-hmm. and um, he like he hit his head on a bench, and like he fell through. This is like it's the rotting remains of a boardwalk, um, and like one of his legs fell through the boardwalk. He hit his head, and he died uh, on mm-hmm. the boardwalk. Um, and there's, like, some alcohol nearby. He was definitely drunk and just yeah. out there. Um, and the only thing you find on his body uh, is a library card. Um, so you go and report the dead body to the police station. They're like, okay, we'll check with the library and see if they have uh, any of the info on who this person is. So you get, um, you get that info. Um, but you find out the person whose library card he has is actually his wife's library card, so you don't even know his name. You just have his wife's name. Um, mm. And you have to go find his wife to tell her that her husband died. Uh, and it's, like, there's a thing where you're, like, right outside the apartment, and Kim is like, okay, I'm gonna let you lead. And you're like, oh, this is a bad idea, Kim. You shouldn't do this, Kim. <laughs> but it's actually a really nice scene um, mm. where, like, if you have a high enough empathy, you can, like, get some hints on like where to go with it and all that um it's just a really nice scene i'm really sad you didn't see it yeah i um you know autumn was telling me about it and it seemed like a nice scene i just didn't see a body on the boardwalk 
The whole point of this podcast is that we will have different paths through these games. If we just 100% everything all the time, there's no difference between our playthroughs. I'm not saying you have to 100% it. It just, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You have one side quest you talked about, and that's it. I did other stuff. It's just like, I don't know what stuff was like. Did you have to preserve the body? Yes. You put the body in the big bear? I put the body in the big bear. And then you found the bullet hole later? I found it at that point. As soon as I put it in the fridge, it was cold enough to to look at again. It was cool, right? It was gross. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what? How does the plot go if you don't find out he was shot? I think, um, eventually, Clausier tells you. Okay. But I, I guess it's possible that she doesn't. I, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody who didn't find out that he was shot. I, here's the thing. There's an achievement for sol- like finishing the game without ever inspecting the body. Yes. So there is a way. Yes. I don't know and what also, it is. Also, I know that you, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can fail every role in the game and still finish the game. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I, I don't know how messy that ends up, <laughs> but, uh, did yeah. you find your, um, did you find your, Badge uh, and car? Gun? Did you find a car? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I also, f- uh, found my ledger, found my badge and my gun, uh, so didn't have to have those handed to me by the union guy. That's good. Uh, that old lady who winds up with your gun and is just covered in police gear. Yes. Uh, you you find her at like ten o'clock. She you. Yeah, boardwalk uh, ten p.m. Boardwalk ten p.m. And she just like has these lights and sirens, and she's pull, like pulled your gun on you, and it's a really tense situation. And then you find out that it has no bullets in it. Yes, you can you you can see that it has no bullets, and you're like, "Go ahead, shoot it, lady." Dare you? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I went through that scene believing it had bullets in it until I picked it up. Um, <laughs> but you, I didn't. If you have a high enough perception, you can see the lights coming through the barrel, and you're oh. like, "Oh, it's empty." Okay, that's neat. Yeah, it's cool. uh, I I think perception that's motorics motorics is that right is that that's the orange one regardless I'm pretty sure that's one of the ones that I had two in so okay the like hand eye coordination and uh uh the French I word pull up the skill tree reaction speed all of those I had just a two in so yes the bottom um, row. Uh, the bottom row does not have motorics, 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 however you want to say that. Hand-eye coordination, perception, reaction speed, uh, savoir-faire, uh, interfacing, and composure. All of those I had shit. Uh, I, I mostly mainlined empathy stuff. Yeah, I liked, I like that role a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you just, uh... Oh, right. I was going to say, put the gun in my pocket, didn't touch it again the rest of the game. Did not equip the gun, did not use the gun, did not threaten to use the gun, uh, didn't touch it. So, when you walked up to the shootout, 
Uh-huh. Did it tell you, hey, you might want to equip your gun? No. Okay, because I think if you have a high enough... I don't know which stat it is, but it's one of the purple ones. Um, If you have a high enough stat, it goes, hey, something's coming up. You might want to equip your fucking gun. I know that the description of both guns that I had was like, equip when it's most dire. Um, yes. But I had, I had a different weapon. Because... <laughs> so I had... Uh, previously from some drunks, purchased a bottle of... Alcohol is technically correct. I don't think this is drinking alcohol. This is like... Is it moonshine? Pr- you just some fucked up? It's like formaldehyde. Sure. It's some real heavy shit. And then my necktie was like, yes, yes. Now hold on to this until the proper time. And then as I'm like leaving the cave where Ruby is in... The next time is like, it's time! Put me in the bottle. And then oh. you dunk your tie into the bottle, and it's like, huh, now I have a bottle of highly flammable liquid with a fabric coming out of it. That's, yes. We'll see how that goes. I have a spirit bomb, it's called. How'd that go? It went great. I fucking got that guy. <laughs> you, threw, you threw a Molotov at him? Yeah, at the main... Uh, He's posing as a strike breaker, as like a scab leader. Um, that that main military guy, the I fucking got man. him. Yeah, I I nailed him with the improvised Molotov cocktail. Um, it went pretty well, all things considered. Yeah, I don't know what happens if you don't have that though. Uh, you shoot a guy. <laughs> what if you don't have your gun? Uh, you probably just get shot. I did get shot, uh, although... I mean more. <laughs> the first time I got shot, it was fine, because I had the armor. Oh, okay. I dodged the first shot. Uh, well, after the game crashed and I reloaded it, I did dodge that shot. Good. Um, didn't really end up mattering, but... Yeah. It felt nice to be like, ah, oh, the thing I did earlier came back to help me now. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. That's always nice. My choices matter. <laughs> this put this on Steam under the category choices matter. That yeah. Is, um, I didn't get all the pieces of the armor, but no, I know I've never found all the pieces of the armor. I, I've never tried know, to because it just doesn't interest me. I know where three of them are. I just don't know where the legs are. That's oh, the like only the one legs, I, not the boots. Yeah, the boots are still on the body. Yeah. The helmet you find at the end of the game. Yes. And the chest piece you get off of the cryptozoologist's like friend. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's wearing it. And if you like notice it, you can be like, hey, did you take that? And also, that's the guy whose mug you find in the trash. Yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's big He's racist. called the crypto-fascist. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's you have uh, the cryptozoologist and the crypto fascist. God, looking for cryptids. Uh, looking for cryptids. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I the one remember. thing I did want to say about that shivers check, yes, um, is I like the concept a lot because shivers as a stat is like your attunement with the city. Mm. And, like, listening to the city. And even the deserter talks about it a little bit. He's like, some weirdos 
talk about how they can like hear the city and give it a name and all that. It's 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 neat, but I just like that it goes up every time you help somebody uh in town. I just think it's neat. It's it's a yeah. cool little thing. I got frustrated with the part where it was like like I see what it's doing. We're like you're getting more connected to the town and being able to intuit more about how people act in the town and therefore you can like deduce where Ruby might be hiding. And you do that by, like, deepening your connection to this place. But the part where I just had a dice roll on my screen that I had to pass and I couldn't was, like, just frustrating. Out Even outside of the, like, ways that I think that is thematically really cool. Sure. I don't, I don't think that it translated for me. Okay. That's all. That's fair. Did you find any cool, like, clothes... What were you? What were you wearing? I had what so many rocking? clothes, dude. Um, <laughs> so many clothes. I wonder if do I still have a screenshot of like my original, um, my original Harry? Did you shave? Did you? I shave? did. I did. did. Yeah. How's he? How's he looking? Sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sad looking motherfucker. <laughs> but he looks less cartoonish, drunk yes. with the with the mutton chops gone. Yes. Um, um. Yeah, I had the communist hat at the end. I wore it a lot. <laughs> did, you, did you find I, the communist hat? I did find it. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't put it on. But yeah, I put that shit on. So uh, we were, we we could talk about communism if you want. I don't know what there is to talk about. So the thought cabinet mechanic lets you like encounter ideas in the world and then like equip them to like mull them over and then at the end of that amount of time you'll get some kind of bonus for like adopting this perspective or in like yeah understanding this concept stuff like that uh one of those things is you can become a communist yeah there are also the other three political paths moralist uh fascist fascist and centrist centrist or they, I think in the game it's called ultra liberal. Yes, I think so. I I don't I didn't end up doing much of ultra liberal, but I, I maybe it's hard to tell what the difference between moralist and ultra liberal is at some point. Yeah, they're in the um, same. They're in the same uh, ballpark. I guess it was probably I ended up doing more ultra liberal stuff than moralist stuff at some point. But basically, the one that you choose when you take dialogue options in you'll sometimes just have four options five options which are the four different paths or oddly enough i had this inspires no feelings in me whatsoever as a attempt to like not take a side um and the communist options i felt were just annoying all of the time because yeah. it's like uh, we're we're on this walk. We're looking out at the sun and the ocean. We're having a good time, just vibing. Do you want to go on a diatribe right now? And I was just like, no. I want to look at the pretty landscape. Yeah, I want to vibe with this milf. I'm not trying to like proselytize every second of my life. And so, like, that happened enough times where it was like, either A, this isn't the time to talk about the working class. We don't have to work that into every conversation. Yeah. Or every fucking moment. 
Or B, it was like, oh, that option is kind of like, I don't want to say that. That's just embarrassing. It's cringe. That's cringe, bro. I do. I wasn't going to say that. But yeah, some of those options are cringe. And it was just like, okay, well, I guess I'm the game is sliding me into being uh, whatever the like kingdom of conscience is. I don't know. Whichever one that is. Whatever that one is, it's like. Also, it, it slid me from sorry cop to boring cop because I stopped <laughs> apologizing every two seconds, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I guess this is." You could read it as Harry kind of burning out on being a communist, I guess, and like just not wanting to constantly yell about. I mean, it also makes sense for that world because. Communism has been just beaten down to shit. Yeah. Uh, in in Delore. Yeah, it's just... I have issues with that that we'll talk about when we talk about the deserter. Yeah, I mean, um, it's not um, it's not the most elegant thing in the world. No, I just... I, I just felt so frustrated with the way that it talks about communism as with this really snide... Um, sarcastic tone because like when you start thinking about it it's like communism has failed but you you're going to fix it you're going to build communism for real this time and it was just like every like bad thread I've seen on Twitter about how communism fails every time and it's like okay is there not anything more to think about here is there no other like conception of of this and it made me yeah go ahead it just made me like wonder like what is the tone that it takes with the others like i want to know what the tone is if you decide to be a fascist in this game does it talk down to you i I would imagine it it does yeah i would imagine it does because that's what this game kind of does a lot of the time um, and whether that is like the game perspective, like the writing perspective, or Harry being a shit to himself is is up to like some amount of debate, I guess. But yeah. it was just a lot of like you're really just snide, I guess, and I, it was just really off putting a lot of the time. Oh, you've sent me a picture of your inventory. I've sent you an image of my inventory. Oh, yes. you're rocking some threads here, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, I got a white coat, white shirt, bow tie. I didn't see most of these uh, clothing options. You've got uh, you can buy the shirt uh, that has, like, Conan the fucking Barbarian on it from the <laughs> pawn shop. It is great. Uh, it gives you minus authority because you're too old for the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we'll talk more about that stuff later, but, um, or we can talk about it now. Oh, you want to talk about the deserter or the shootout or do, do we have, have anything, anything more to say about the shootout? Uh, we talked about it a little bit. We talked about it a little bit. Um, I don't know how much there is to say about it. You you do a shootout. You do a shootout. You, uh... It's... Like... 
I was very nervous about it. And now in hindsight, I understand that like, it's impossible to know anything about the actual like responsible party when you have to confront these angry people about it. Um, and you just, you just don't have all the answers when you need them. Yes. And so it, it, everything goes wrong and you wake up the next day and you're like, well, we fucked that up, but I guess it could have been a lot worse, actually. Like we did kill all of them. We did do a lot of murders, but it could have been worse. They could have killed 12 people. They could have killed everybody they wanted to, but we did manage to take them down. Um, and then you're like, but what about this? What about the flowers on the, on the roof? And what about the footprints in the secret passage in the, in the hotel? And Kim is like, well, I guess maybe not everything is connected to the case. They will be connected to the case later though. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go upstairs, you find the, the little gift left behind by Classier. Uh, I don't, I assume she skips town even if you arrest her. I don't know. I didn't arrest her. She's, listen, she's got almost nothing to do with this. Yeah. She just happened to be there. She just happened to be fucking the guy when he got shot in the back of the head. And, you know, it sucks when somebody dies on top of you. That's not ideal. He got shot in his mouth. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Um. Yeah. I think it just, like, hits. Yeah. Yeah. He's, anyway, he's dead as it hits him. That's that was what the thing said. Yep. He yeah. It says that it was pretty pretty instant. Um, but anyway, you go to the island. That you have to take a little boat. There's a calm little musical interlude as you slowly. Did you have the boom? Did you have the boombox? No. I I mean I had what? it, but I didn't. I didn't have it out. You didn't. You didn't stand at the at the edge of it and pull out Sad FM. No, I didn't. What the fuck? I was listening to the actual song I'm in sure the game. It plays the same song. No, I, but it it does play a song, like a vocal song. Yes, but what I'm saying is, if you are if you have the boombox, you stand at the edge of the boat with the boombox up, playing that song. Okay. It's really I, funny. It does sound funny, but I just was not like. So the game offers you lots of weird, kooky replies to stuff. And I didn't want to do any of that because I didn't think they were very funny or clever most of the time. Like, when you make up a fake name for yourself because you've forgotten your name and you've decided that it's this long, ornate, like, noble name, it's like, I'm not going to tell everybody that's my name because it's not my name. I don't know. Maybe I'm boring. I just didn't want to do, like, all the funny, goofy, weird stuff. You can find a book about learning the alphabet, and you can read it, and then you can say, Kim, hey, Kim, I just learned the alphabet. And he says, good, I know the alphabet, too. <laughs> <sighs> I just, a lot of the dialogue options point you toward being really eccentric in a way that I didn't find very appealing or, like, engaging. So I didn't do that. 
And it was like, I don't know. Did you get Kim to dance at the dance club? At the nightclub? No. Oh my god. It's so fucking good. <laughs> but I did do karaoke. What, what Did you sing a sad song or a happy song? I, I sang a sad song and I did really well. Yeah. Um, I didn't do well, but uh, what Kim said at the end was he did really sing his heart out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that was nice. I do like Kim. Kim's great. I would kill and die for Kim. You have that chance in this game. <laughs> I took it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you go to the island. And I had... a. In my, like, just roaming, getting lost on the, in the left side of the map, mm-hmm. I picked up a tank of gas, mm-hmm. um, didn't remember I had it until I got to the island and you have to pour it into a, into an engine yeah. to open a door. And I was like, that's weird. I already had this. Yeah. Um, because it makes it very clear you're not leaving the island once you go. That's like the the for realsies point of no return. Yeah. Um and there's one before you go find Ruby. Uh and then yes. there's also one where it's like, are you sure you're ready to go to the island? Yeah. Um because like once you go see Ruby, that makes the shootout be happening when you get back. Yes. Like once you activate that, that is the like Balance of power is shifting. You can't, like, play neutral games with these people anymore. Um, so, there is another gas tank on the island, but I didn't know it was there. So, like, it was very funny to, like, go explore at the, later on and be like, oh, I found more gas. Probably not going to need this. <laughs> Don't know what I could use that for. Yeah. Um... You get there, you walk around, you explore, you find that it is a, it's like a, a a fortress out in the bay that was used to defend Martinez from, like, the coalition, that's what it's called, which is the, like, combined armies that fought against the communists in the revolution. Mm-hmm. And... It's, you know, it's a ruin, like all these such buildings are. And you are still kind of injured from the shootout. And Kim's like, hey, there's a bed here. Do you want to take a nap? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to take a nap. Yes. Um, And Autumn was with me when I was playing. And they were like, oh, I didn't see this. Because what happens is you get a dream sequence where you walk across some water and meet God? Um, not who exactly. Is also... Huh? I said not exactly. Eh. Dolores Day is closer to a saint than... I guess so, yeah. I I don't know. This is like pulling from the other side of Christianity that I didn't grow up with, so... Well, there's also um, a lot of lore about her in the game. There is, yeah. So... The, I guess it's like the, is it like the state religion? Because, like, when you talk to Kim and you yeah, ask. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Kim is a Delorean, Delorianist? 
Is that don't Kim follows this yes. thing. But it's like he says it's not a spiritual thing. It's like a job because like the militia itself is they report to the moralists. Yeah. Which yes. this is like the it's like like I said, the state religion basically is about this woman with glowing lungs. Yep. Uh, she's the one who led people to the place where the game takes place. It's like 300 years ago to like colonize it. And she's here in your dream. And she's also your ex-wife. Yeah. Or girlfriend. Who knows? It's the ex-something. Um... You are not married. You find you can find that out at the end. Is you're like we weren't even fucking married. Oh right, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, uh, and it's like reliving the last conversation that Harry had with his ex. Yeah, before she left, and uh, seems good. What's that? I said that seems good. Yeah, it seems like a good time, right? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like fun. Um, I didn't try to kiss her. No, 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 no. I was like, this is a pretty good odds. Like, the role here seems easy, but this doesn't seem like seems like, like a bad choice. Time. Yeah, doesn't seem... Like, at some point early on the game, like, or one of your one of your brain voices is like, you know, just because you think of something doesn't mean you have to say it. Which is like, warning you that sometimes you'll, like, have dialogue options that you can exhaust like the others but they will like have a negative effect or they'll yes. like not go anywhere or they'll make people think you're weird and so it's like remember uh you don't always have to say the things that you think <laughs> right and so you also don't have to take all of the roles that you're given no it's a red roll so it's like oh well i should do it because i only get one shot but no you shouldn't you probably shouldn't i don't imagine it goes any differently I can't imagine thing. it goes well. I don't know. I've never clicked it. Uh, also, it's just, you know, you don't have to do that. No, um, no. And she leaves. Um, I felt like this scene was trying to tell me something that I missed. No. Because it, it just kind of ended and I was like, oh, that was weird. It's, I don't know. It felt like there was, like, lore stuff or, like, background info about stuff that I, like, was missing. Like, for a minute, I was like, wait, is Harry immortal? Is Harry, like, <laughs> the no. actual Dolores days? Like, they talk about there how are... her her ex-husband, her husband, like, fades into obscurity in the history books. I was like, is my guy a fucking angel? Like, what's happening? No, you can find... I, the suggestion is he sees her like in such a mm. way that he yeah. likens her to Dolores Day. Like that's the whole idea. It's it's not more serious than that. I know, but just like at the beginning, it's I was so like, funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, you had such big expectations. I guess I did. <laughs> uh, it's just about a murder. Multiple times the game faked me out with like, oh, is it going to get spooky? Is something is something weird going to happen? No, it's just an abandoned pinball shop. Yeah. No, it's just like 
It's just a lady who's been making dice on the third floor of this place for... Did you find that person? No. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's just, like, somebody, some old, like, radio tabletop RPG stuff. It's, or, like, it's just a guy at the end. Um... It does do a weird thing with the with the bug, but you know, for the most part, it does end up I just being about a murder. Think it is really cool that it sets up the entire game faking you out with a bunch of different like, oh, is it going to get weird? No, it won't. Uh, and then they throw in the weird thing at the end. It's very cool to me. I'm Nora I'm disagrees. Sort, I'm sort of lukewarm on the big psychic bug. <laughs> I like the big psychic bug. Uh, you know, um, it's fine. I didn't really, like, you know, I didn't get the scene with the bug in my playthrough because I didn't do the, um, the side quest. Crypto, cryptozoologist, uh, quest. And so I looked it up and I read all the dialogue and I was like, well, I didn't get that much from this personally, so... I'm n- I'm not like that upset because I it, I don't know it's a bug. Um, we can talk about it more later, or we should probably talk about the deserter. Yep. Uh, he's an old communist who never surrendered. Never uh, surrendered. To, yeah, and he still has his rifle that he keeps. Um, he has been sustained. By that uh, aforementioned bug, though he doesn't know that. He just knows that he's like 80 years old. He doesn't know why he's still in the health he is. Um, and he's a very angry man, which is understandable. He's a, he's any one of the thousands of like scumbag leftists online who say a bunch of slurs and hate women. I guess. I don't know. I That is not my read at all. That's all I could think about was like... The the person who, like, so, basically, he, uh, deserted on the eve of the o- Operation Death Blow, it's called, which is when the, the landing happens that, like, yeah, beginning is the beginning of the end, of the end for yeah. the commune. Um, and then he comes back and he's, like, I would say a fugitive if people were, like, really looking for him specifically, but he is just, like, living outside of society, avoiding everyone, and just watching everyone rebuild after the war, and getting so bitter about it. Yeah. Um, and... So... I mean, he spent 45 years out here watching, like, people pick up the pieces and act like, you know, the the thing he was fighting for didn't happen. Yeah, but here's where I guess the stuff we said about the communism stuff kind of comes back, because he says that communism, like, is dead. And... Yes. The, com- the uh, 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 conditions. The conditions for revolution will never happen again, ever. Um, and the dream is dead. He talks about his desertion. He says, for a moment, I thought that Mazovian, that's the fake marks, Mazovian yeah. socioeconomics wasn't perfect, and so I left. 
and then I came back, and it was it had all gone to hell, and like I had a lapse in faith, and then he talks at length about being devoted to scientific Mazovianism, which is not like if it's scientific Marxism, then it's not like a faith thing. It has to like involve change but instead he like refuses to move forward and like accept the world's changes and integrate those into his communism you know like he just is a sad old man an angry yes, he's old a man, sad really. old man he's a sad angry old man i yes because yeah. he saw this thing happen and he is so defeated by it like I don't think the game's saying anything. That's just the character. I feel like that is the, the game saying it because, like, you don't get any chance to push back on any of the, the stuff he says. He's an old man who dies the second you leave the island. He doesn't die. He's basically dead. As soon I, as the bug leaves, he goes, like, catatonic. Yeah, but I... I don't know. That's left ambiguous, as all. He basically goes catatonic the second the bug yes leaves. that's like, true yes but just it was just frustrating do you not think like, like old people like that existed like of course that exists but yeah it, yes just, there are if, always people who lose the faith in that and it doesn't have to be scientific for you to use the phrase losing the faith but he specifically says for a moment i thought it wasn't perfect and like sure. and then i remembered and it was like well, it, sure. It's, it's just frustrating because he like talks about being like like is it scientific or is it dogmatic? Like I feel like there's no reason if the player character Harry is supposed to like think about is supposed to be a new generation, right? He was born around the time of, he was born in the last year of the revolution. So he yes. was an infant at the time that this guy, like, started living on, like, outside of society. Like, why is Harry's communism not any different? Like, his, his context well, is totally different. Not different. Because. Like, it just doesn't get into it that much. But you can have it, that belief. The game isn't about just, Harry's communism. Well, I mean, parts of it are. A little bit, if, but not a if lot. If you make it. It's just, it was just frustrating. I didn't, it felt like there was not very much, like... You can show up and you can tell the old man, no, listen, I'm a communist, we're working on it. And he says, you're a fucking pig, which is true. So that's, like, yeah. do you think Harry's going to argue with him after that? Like, what's the point of arguing with somebody who's already written you out? And also is going to die. <laughs> you're about to put him in jail forever for murdering a man. <laughs> Harry has not shown much restraint prior to this. I don't know. I guess, but you're having a moment with Kim there and all that. It It is a scene. Yeah, I was just... I was, you know... I was frustrated. Because I felt like I wasn't able to actually, like, engage with the themes that the game was bringing up. That's all. Sure. I, you know... I don't anyway. Yeah. He um you basically like 
you poke and prod and get him to like talk about how about we, doing the murder about doing the murder about having lived all this time out here things he's other things he's done you can poke at a little bit and you he's definitely killed other people he's definitely killed people for the union yes or no yes, for the for, for the, the communists union. yeah yes um but also he doesn't respect any of them he doesn't really think that they're very good communists actually well because they all gave up he's mm-hmm. the only one who's still out here like not giving in to capitalist society yeah um and also there's the so he he gets this sort of like he has his scope on his rifle and he uses it to just look at the city yes and of particular note is this like former officer of the coalition who you can meet he's an old man renee renee right and the deserter is just like Sometimes I just think about shooting him. And I really want to shoot him. I saved one bullet so I can always shoot him someday. And I want to shoot him so bad. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he's, he's like fixates on people like that. And yeah. one of the people that he's fixated on recently was Classier. Yes. And so this is the reason, mixed with some bug juice <laughs> uh that he ends up shooting Laylee, the uh pmc guy he actually misses because he was going to just shoot him in the head and he missed and, and ended up shooting him right down the mouth instead i mean got him dead either way yeah true uh he just wanted it to, <laughs> it worked <laughs> yeah he just wanted it to be a bigger like show because he really yes, wanted he to didn't like splatter any brains he didn't splatter any brains he really wanted to because he wanted to freak out classier for yes for for fucking a for, uh, fascist yes for for the sin of fucking a fascist yes he, he wanted to punish her and yes and then the bug shows up after you've yeah. like proven the murder the bug shows up yes and if you're me you say don't take the photo i'm gonna go touch it and then it runs away right but if you have 20s in all your stats, what happens? Uh, you get to talk to the bug. Or you, you don't even need 20s. You don't even need 20s in all your stats. Yeah, all true. you need to do is have completed the cryptozoologist thing. If he sprays you with the pheromone, then you get to just talk to the bug. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's cool. Um, <clears throat> you talk to the bug about like humanity uh, and how it's been like living out here for as long as I can remember, and you get, like, some information about how it stayed hidden and stuff like that. Um, but it also suggests that humans are the reason the pale is happening, like, everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, every, like, creation was going pretty good before humans showed up, and then humans showed up, and now there's a big fucking hole in the world. So, yeah, this is pretty much all you guys' fault, uh, but whatever, I guess. Um, the conversation with the bug is really good, I think. Uh, it's it's. I don't have like a lot of specifics to pull out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, it's just really nice. And Kim is like, dude, holy fuck! There's like a point where you can be like, Kim, I think my brain finally completely broke because I see a big <laughs> stick bug. And Kim goes, No, 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 I see it too. And you're like, Oh, he's, thank God. He's really happy. 
to be able to take the photo and announce that he has dis- that the two of you have discovered a new species. He's just yes. really into it. He's super it's always into fun it. when when Kim gets like really excited about something. You can tell like oh he really likes his car and he really likes like doing like being able to do this. And when you see that he has like his little smiles, it's always nice. The thing that um because the other thing is throughout the whole game. Uh, Kim, like, refuses to engage with anything even suggesting something supernatural happening or paranatural or what have mm-hmm. you. Uh, and then he sees this and you get a thing that says, Kim would believe anything you told him right now, <laughs> which is really good. <laughs> it is uh, really good. It's good. It's good to have that expectation subverted. Uh, you get the photo. You get a nice photo and you get to look at it in the game. Yes. Um, and then you can hand the it to your partner away. when you go back. Yeah, bug runs and then away. You, you let it go. Then you you face your old partner. Yep, and you Who get basically to tell just him calls he, you a piece of shit. He just calls you a piece of shit after everything you say. Yeah, and you're like, hey, this is a thing I did, and he's like, shut the fuck up. And then Kim's like, well, he did do that actually. And then and you're, you're like, like oh, well, okay. I solved the case. And then is it Jean? Is that the partner? I believe so. He's like, yeah, okay, shut up. And then uh, you're like, oh, we, uh, what was it? There was the the rich looking guy who is standing outside the Feld building is actually part of this team. Yeah, he's like a police. uh, He's a consultant. And you're like, well, why did you have a kid with you? He's like, well, I just have my kid with me. We were just here anyway. (laughs) So, you know, it was just nice. Um, I think it's the it's the cryptid that you talk about that he that he gets really excited. Yes, about. he gets super excited, especially if you show him the picture. He's like, "Holy fuck, it's great! We're we're gonna bring teams out here to find this thing." He's like, "This is gonna be such great PR for the station, which is the most cop thing anyone's ever said." But yeah, <laughs> despite him not being a cop, I know he's a civilian uh, consultant. Yes. Um, and then at the end, I was like. Well, I could tell him that I started a nightclub, but he's just going to tell me to shut the fuck up. Yeah, so maybe I'll leave that one out. I'll leave that one out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, I reconnected with the youth of Martinez and, like, helped, tried to help them, like... Help the youth center. Yeah. But uh, actually something like that and not, like, the fake one that the union was going to build to yes. uh, use construction noise to make everybody leave town so that they yeah, could buy so up all the property. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then uh, we all, everyone who played the game probably said, hey, Kim, do you want to come work with me in my station? Yeah, and he was like, oh, yeah, I would love to do that. That's great. That sounds good. And then you get in the car and it uh, roll credits. Yes. And that's Disco Elysium. That's Disco Elysium. Nora, how do you feel about Disco Elysium? I enjoyed a lot of it. I had my frustrations with it at times. Um, they are not shared by most of my friends, <laughs> uh-huh. including you. Yeah. Um, I am very interested in the system. It is adapted from a uh, tabletop system that I guess the writer or, or someone... Uh, played with friends 
I'm very interested in seeing another game from these people that um, uses this system again. I think it could use a couple tweaks with the dice and everything, but uh, on the whole, I really liked the way that the game played. It's and very the way cool. that, like, there are lots of passive checks, and if you succeed, then, like, your other skills will chime in at times to, yes. like, uh, give you, give you clues. a read on the situation. Yeah, just, like, any anything could happen. You're like, oh, perception, you notice something, and, like, suggestion, you, you understand, like, how, like, what not to say here, or what to say here. And a lot of those of, like, hey... Talk to him like this. He feels like this. And then you're like, okay. And then you just say that. And then at certain points, you get something like that, and you're talking to Classier, and then your skills are like, wait, hold on. We've been compromised. I was just about to ask, did Volition go like, hey, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> hold on a second. We think she's too pretty. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. God. It's good. And you're like, who can It's I really trust? good. <laughs> It's like, who could I trust? It's like, none of these fuckers. And, and eventually, if you like, do good enough, me. it'll wake up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like that. I liked a lot of the incidental things. The running gag of um, asking Kim, like, what did you think of this racist? Yeah. Because <laughs> when you meet measure, you first you meet the... The, the racist lorry driver. The, yeah. And then you meet um, Measurehead, and Kim says, well, he's better than the last racist, but I think the next one will really take <laughs> will be cake. really good. And that's the crypto fascist. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's a lot of fun moments. We should talk about the other thing that we haven't mentioned, uh, which is that which... We, I played the final cut. Oh, yeah. A lot of voice uh, acting. A lot of voice acting. I turned that shit off. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> the main narration of the skills, totally fine. Ranges from totally fine to really good. Um, that guy doing a great job. Everything else uh, of Harry, i.e. ancient reptile brain and limbic system and Those were horrific, voiced. <laughs> horrific necktie, dog shit. Yeah. Worst yeah. voices I've ever heard. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> uh, other character voices, also just fine. Uh, ranging yeah. from fine to good, you know? It's just like the Harry-specific voices that aren't the skills, I hate listening to them. I like listening to Kim talk. Kim's got a good voice actor. Yeah. In my opinion. He does a really good job of the, like, very calm... Uh, unflappable, usually. Yes. Uh, demeanor that Kim has. But you know what he loves? It's, he loves his fucking car. He loves his fucking car. Yeah. That's good. Um, so yeah. I had a, I had a good time with this game. I'm, you know. This game's fucking I, top tier. It's definitely this is top video games. It's top three of the games we've covered in this podcast. I'm going to look at our page real quick, and I'm going to tell you that this is probably the best game that we've played. I don't think you're going to beat Dishonored 1. No, you are. It's it's called Disco Elysium. No, I'm yeah. just, you know, just saying. This is, I think this is easily the best game we've played for this podcast. 
looking, looking. Yep, it's true. I I don't agree, but I respect your choice. I understand it. Emails. We got some emails. I have it open if you would like me to read the first one. Go ahead and read the first one. First one comes in from Evie, who says, Hello, journalists. I played Disco Elysium very recently and really enjoyed it, so I'm excited to hear what y'all think of it. Here is my question. Do you ever save and reload to ensure a good outcome on a check? My friend has played through the game like six times and maintains that using the save system in that way would ruin the game for her. However, I knew that I wouldn't play this game more than once for the foreseeable future, so if I wanted to see the results of the check, I had no problem cheating the role. Any strong feelings on the subject either way? Thanks. Um, I did not I save feel- Scum my first time through. I could feel myself getting brain normal about this and like needing to uh, re-roll something that I cared about or just like fixating on something. And it made me wish, and maybe this is an option somewhere um, that I didn't see, but I would like to play this game again and have it automatically like uh, autosave after every roll, like an Iron Man mode or something. Of, like, forcing me to not reload any checks. Um, just to, like, combat my own brain of, like, fixating on, like, no, I have to get this this one right. Yeah. But otherwise, like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's fine. I, saves coming stuff is totally fine. It's totally um, fine. Do it if part you of like the you got to do it. Like, usually in other games that we've played for this, I have, like, you know, I played the Renegade in Mass Effect. I played the... um evil guy in fable like i'm I'm the person on this podcast who will do the that kind of thing and like if i go into one of these games and i like know already what kind of character i'm playing then i will definitely reload conversations if i feel like i didn't do it right you know like if i wasn't true to that character yeah yeah um but yeah it's i think that's totally I have no negative feelings at all about that kind of thing. Sure. Um, the next one comes in from June. Uh, I bet you talked about this already, but in case you haven't, how did you end up feeling about Final Cut's voice acting? Mostly good. Uh, I've heard Molly on another podcast mention being down on it, but when I started playing it last week, I thought the acting did a lot to draw me into the game. I don't know if I have the attention span at the moment for a fully text-based RPG, so hearing the voices might be a big factor in letting me finish the game. Yeah, totally. Uh, this is also me a little bit. Um, in that have, having like part of it voiced, and then I will like draw my attention enough to read it myself, and then yeah. I can go forward. And that alone is like did like noticeably improve my pace through this game. Um, even if it was just like hearing the first line um, and just keeping your focus. Yeah. It just like reorients my, my eyes to the text. And also I have a thing where like, if I'm going to advance a voiced text, I wait until they finish a sentence before I move to the next one. You sure? I don't know what that's about, but yeah. Uh, the horrific necktie, the worst voice in the game. Yeah, it's not great. I heard all of the voice acting in yours, and I turned it off when I got home. Yeah. To play it myself, which, you know. Valid. Um, Ready for the next one? Yes, I am. From Regs, uh, 
who says, Excited for the Disco Elysium chat. The overwhelming sense I have of it personally is that it's the most annoying game I can't stop thinking about, especially given it's way too smug about all the smart bullshit it's trying to pull. I can't help but feel like all the literary, political, and self-reference, as well as many moments of weirdness or sublime, has probably been done usually better somewhere else already. Did you get the same sense? And if so, what's the sort of stuff you think this game pulls off without the pervading smugness? Uh, when it can find it in itself to have like people talking earnestly to each other, like that stuff's mostly really good. I think that it, it's also a little sad because like a lot of the moments I wanted to talk about were the earnest moments that were in there that you did not get to. Yeah. I would have liked to see some of those. Yeah. Um, but you know. Yeah, I don't have, like, a lot to add to that. I mean, every story has stuff that every other story has done before, right? Like, yeah, how much true. how much new stuff is there, you know? I don't know. Um, I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't think Disco Elysium is that obnoxious. Uh, or, I don't even think it's as smug as people say. Um, but it also is not as smart as it thinks it is. Yeah. I think I'm uh, holding both in my hands. <laughs> they are both true. <laughs> The, this is like a difference in our our like I don't know vibes I guess you know the vibes in this game are fucking immaculate excellent vibes in this game <laughs> um nothing to say to that huh the vibes are fine great vibes wonderful vibes love me a detective story I I uh, also um. I downloaded an audiobook. I, w- I was like, listened to a detective story because I was like, oh, what if I use my Audible credits and match each month to the journal game? So I was like, here's a detective story. Um, and I guess maybe I don't like detective stories. Although maybe. I like Knives Out. Knives Out's fun. I felt like Disco and Knives Out are like occupy a very similar space in my brain. Sure. Um, unfortunately, this game does not have Daniel Craig in it. No. Damn, can you imagine? <laughs> if he just shows up, I don't even need a lot of it. Just a little bit. Yeah, that'd be great. There's a guy. Um, did you find that um, big... Um, probably not. <laughs> did you move the big shipping container? No. I kept thinking that would come back later. And then There I, is a guy in there. If you I open, figured there was. If you open the... Well, first, everyone tells you there's nobody in there. But then if you yeah. talk to the door and say, hey, can you let me in? It goes, oh, yeah, no problem, bro. And then lets you in. Um, If you go in there, there is a guy who is so rich that light bends around him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he causes a perception, uh, a change in perception around him because he has so much money. Uh, uh-huh. And you can talk to him for a while. He's a real piece of shit, obviously. I thought that they were going to pull something like that because I thought that the uh, container would have the other twin in it and no. they would have identical offices. I thought there was going to be a twist of like, oh, actually, it was Edgar Claire. I think that's his name. Edwin? Edgar? I have no idea. He doesn't. He's not in the game. So I it did turns not out he's not in the game. I yeah, thought that was going to be like a thing, but it's. Not. It was so funny when you said that to me the other night, and I was like, "What makes you think that's going to happen?" You're like, "Well, they wouldn't mention him if he wasn't in." Well, fucking jokes on me. 
Joke's on you. I was wrong about a lot of things coming into this game. That's okay. Uh, uh, what's the next one, Nora? Next one comes in from Salamancor. Hello, journalers. I really enjoyed playing Disco Elysium. It constantly surprised me in mostly good ways. It was such an interesting story compared to many modern games with narrative choices. I'm fairly sure most of my questions for you will be covered in the main discussion, so I'll ask, pick an NPC from this game to have a follow-up adventure. What would they be doing? Uh, oh, what is the what is the wheelchair lady's name? Is it Lorna? That can't be right. I want to. I want to. I want crypto cryptid adventures. Oh, that's what I more want. More cryptid adventures. More cryptid adventures. I want nightclub adventures. With more with those kids. Yeah, those kids are really charming characters. I do like the lady who finds the um, the programmer lady. She's cool. <laughs> she can hang out with them. Yeah, she can hang out. Somebody's it's gotta the, watch these fuck kids. It's the four teens and this uh, lady who's who hates fun. Yeah, these three party boys. They're like kind of sad f- friend who tags along and like does recording stuff. Yes, um, and. This lady who hates fun. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's, I think the five, that's five people, five of them. Yeah. uh, Hanging out. That would be a great fun. Yeah. Uh, You want to take this next one from Jen? Yeah, from Jen. Um, Unfortunately, she ran out of time to finish the game before the podcast uh, recording, but what they played of it was appealing. Um, let's see. Where's the... I'm looking for the question part. Uh, this is your first time playing Disco Elysium. Do you think the decision to voice every line as new edition takes away from the text itself? I've often found that some lines sound less clumsy when you're simply reading them, especially in this game. So it doesn't seem like a blanket improvement as some of the reviews have implied. I think that's I true. I actually saw a thing on some website where like the big header was like disco elysium the final cut is the worst way to enjoy this terrific game damn (laughs) devastating um i enjoyed it just fine with the voices you know Um, yeah we just talked about all that but um it definitely would have been harder to focus on if i had to read everything but um you know, tough. I would have just done it and been, like, grumpy for the first day, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, th- like, yeah. We talked about the downsides of the voice acting. Crystal writes in, I think the funniest anecdote about the development of this game is that after... Robert Kurvitz's novel sold only 1,000 copies and he fell into a bad depressive period. His more successful novelist friend, Kaur Kender, told him, Stop writing books. No one reads books. You should get into video games. For whatever reasons, the conditions were right for this game to get a bunch of investment from Estonian businessmen and become a big hit with a clothing line and an upcoming TV show. Why do you think that is? It's just fun. I don't know. (laughs) People like detective (laughs) stories. They're also... People don't make games like this anymore. Right? Or like it's it's not yeah. a it's not a big genre anymore. 
It is it is undergoing a revival right now. As yeah, maybe of, there's like, more of it than I am tuned into. When Kickstarter happened, one of the first big ones was Pillars of Eternity, if I remember right. I mean, uh, I remember Planes Pillars K- of Eternity, no, but the reason I have to Kickstarter is because nobody the, made those fucking games. The Numenara Torment, which is like a sort oh, of Plane, spiritual yeah, successor to Planescape. to Planescape. Like, those were like, I'm pretty sure Pillars of Eternity was a Kickstarter. If I'm wrong, so be it. I I'm, think, no, I think you're right. Uh, that would like really kicked off what has become a sort of revival, I, th- I feel like, because there's like... I can think of at least four games in this subgenre recently, but like it is not like it, it's not like blockbuster shit. Like it, no. it is it is no massive thing. It's it is a thing that people talk about. Like people talk about things like you know Planescape Torment or. Uh, I guess is I guess Fallout, you know, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. That's the other big one. But um I don't know uh it's always nice to 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 see um something new in like a genre that has not been very I I won't even want to say that it's not very like public. Like people know about these. People have heard of these it's just that i guess they're hard to make that's a lot of like writing a lot to of do. writing it's a lot of writing yeah um especially as like you know the culture has shifted to voice acting yep. in a way that like means that the scripts for rpgs are much shorter than they used to be yeah like you play planescape torment there's that part where like Someone asks you a question, you have 18 different options of how you want to answer that question. Um, I think it's 18. It could be 12. It's a big round number, though. I believe it's 18. And, like, I don't that just doesn't exist when you have to voice every line. Uh, as for the spinoffs of Disco Elysium, I'll watch that TV show. Yeah, I'll watch that fucking TV show. Sounds great. It's probably has nothing to do with the with the video game. Not at all. Ideally, you, honestly. You think there do you think there'll be a bug in there? Um no. Okay. Maybe a monkey though. A big monkey. Mon- big monkey. Big monkey? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. What is like the biggest monkey? The biggest ever monkey? Yeah. King like Kong king. is gonna be in yeah, the like a, yeah, yeah, King Kong. King Kong for Disco Elysium. I don't know. Last email? Last email. M writes in and says, uh, where does CRPG end and adventure game begin in a world where stories often can't or won't include too much divergence? Should we even care about the distinctions? Disco Elysium and Gabriel Knight team up when? Um, the I don't care about the distinctions. <laughs> <laughs> These are that when somebody said the word CRPG to me for the first time like a year ago, I said I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> um, I guess like the only distinction for me is that like adventure games in my head are more di- uh, divorced from. 
if if connected at all, they are much more diverse. Divorced? Divorced from tabletop games. Because CRPGs are very heavily influenced by tabletop. Um, And adventure games are... The ones that I have touched, I have not played a lot of adventure games. Um, Outside of, I guess, like the telltale style of it which is a new thing um don't seem to have that connection at all Mm -hmm. um i think i think if you have stats it's not an adventure game anymore but that's this is not i'm not here to make the i'm not here to make the berlin interpretation of crpg (laughs) none of this matters these are all video games it's all video games. Um, but also, if Gabriel Knight and Harry Dubois met, that would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty fucking cool. I should play... I have some Gabriel Knight. I should play it sometime. Probably enjoy it. Probably. Um, that's Disco Elysium. That's Disco of, Disc of Elysium. I, um... I don't know. I liked it. I fucking love this game. I liked it. I didn't not like it. Game's good. Yeah. It's fucking good. I love it. This is one of those good video games. Some might say it's the best game of 2019. Uh, some might say that Code Vein is the best game of 2019, actually. They'd be wrong. I've played both. <laughs> mm, so have I, but, you know. Uh, and Code Vein's Shut great. the fuck up. <laughs> Code Vein's fine. I love that game. That game's fine. I know. But if I said Disco Elysium was fine, what would you say? I would say you're fucking wrong. See? Yeah, but now we must fight to the death. I'll do it. Don't test me. I'm gonna. (laughs) We're gonna load up Apex Legends Arenas mode, and we're gonna fight each other to the death. All right. And I'll win. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) And I will win. You'll win. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end this podcast. We're, we're spinning wheels here. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Next month, we'll be playing Tyranny, and after that, Bioshock. <laughs>